2: Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Schneid. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 192. Ooh, it is. And hello again, Nick.
3: Hello, I'm back. Hello. You're alive. It's me. I'm alive. Yay. Yes. Thank you to everyone who's I've sent lovely messages. Yes, I have been a bit poorly, but I'm well on the way to recovery. <laughs> so thank you very much. So I'm back. Yes, raring to go. Well, actually, no, let's not go too far. It was a horrible virus <laughs> but it was had. It was unpleasant. But yes, now I'm here. I've written something. It could be <laughs> entirely insane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've not actually read it back, so it's like... Started <laughs> so
2: really writing it in a fever dream. We're very glad to have you back. People missed you. We made do as best we could in the short period when you were away. <laughs> we did release one of our Patreon episodes, one of our big Patreon episodes. Oh, you're yeah, one we of the released. happy ones you chose. I did. I j- you know what? I went for it. We did release the episode that we did on Jonestown because people do ask us about Jonestown. It's one of the most famous modern poisoning cases. It deals with a cult. It's uh, a heavy gun. Mm. heavy going so i don't blame anyone if they want to skip that one but those who are interested in it it's fascinating that is now available free on the main feed of the podcast and we do lots more stories like that but generally they're more happy that's possibly the saddest one we've done <laughs> probably and is, yes. everything else is up from there so if you <laughs> want to bleak we, we try and find a few laughs. laughs and then last week on patreon we also had my husband standing in for you yes and everyone was delighted indeed by, who by wouldn't
3: be delighted about mr ben
2: mr ben shenanigans telling us stories about Napoleon napoleon's penis what's not to love exactly a a lot apparently (laughs) Apparently, okay yes i I now know more about his penis than than i ever thought i needed to (laughs) so do you guys as well well any poisonings this week well
3: there was me um yeah there was me apart from me i don't i don't care you don't care it's not about me i don't care
2: (laughs) i do love the stages you go through when you're ill because you're all like, oh, no, I'm okay at first. And you're like, oh, no, I'm sick. And then you feel sorry for stuff. Then you go stir crazy. Yeah. Then you get angry. And then you start saying, no, I'm fine. I can take care of myself. And then it sinks in of like, can you come round, please? I'm
3: a bit lonely. <laughs> can you come and talk to me? I haven't <laughs> spoken to anyone for three days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I come around and you just glare at me like, oh, it's you and God, why are you
3: here? <laughs> <laughs> Who asked you to come?
2: There's no one I can be disparaging towards in my house. Well, speaking of recovering from the brink of death.
3: It very much was the brink.
2: Yes, and still being disparaging to your friends. I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. We
3: should indeed. They are most marvellous. So thank you very much this week to Giovanni Bolvin. To Carrie Wells. Rachel Bateson. To Amanda M. uh, To Caillou. To Emma Sawyer. And to Noodles the Deaf White Cat.
2: Noodles. Noodles Deaf Noodles got hear
3: No, but there's a there's a picture of noodles.
2: Is there a, can we see a picture of noodles?
3: It's a very small picture.
2: That's just words. Oh you mean the profile picture. Yeah, sorry. I, I was like that's not a picture, Nick. <gasps> noodles Noodles the Deaf White Cat is very, very cute. <laughs> Noodle noodles. Apple Strudel <laughs> Some from Wonka People Someone Oh Wonka. lovely People People Who just use normal names Who wanted credit for themselves Where the bloody hell are your cat pictures To be fair All of our fans do send us Lots and lots of cat pictures there And A lot of cat pictures I can't get enough of them but Thank you Thank you You delicious Sexy Patreon subscribers All of our Patreon subscribers There are so many of you on there Who are arsenic aficionados And also our cyanide connoisseurs We love you deeply And we love the community that you guys have created on Patreon. It is a wonderful place to be. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please do consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash the poisonous cabinet from but five dollars a month for lots of lots of extra poisonous cabinet cocktaily goodness. Marvellous. Well, Nick, are you ready? I hope so. Big breath. Big breath! To drink cocktails and talk about poison. <laughs> oh, we could drink poison and talk about cocktails.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm quite fancy a cocktail.
2: Yes, you need you need a wee drinky. Yeah, we need, we need a wee drink. Let's go with the first one. Okay. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, and we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. Nick's story, so your pick. And the secret ingredient is... An angel. an angel. An angel. Can I also say, very sorry if this was a genuine comment on Instagram when I put up a picture of an angel as the secret ingredient and someone commented, is Nick okay? <laughs> I know he's been away. It's so, like, no, 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 no. He's not with the angel. He's fine. He's very much fine. But that did make me laugh and also feel worried. Like, no, no, this wasn't that, is, sign. That, that
3: would be how you would announce it.
2: It would, exactly. Yes, just the, be- the cocktail
3: of the week is next death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we thought this would be the easiest way to break it to you. But uh, I'm sure they were joking. I oh, know they're joking. It was very funny. It made me laugh. But an angel. Ooh, oh lovely mm. there's all kinds of angels
3: there are several we were
2: t- talking about angels in your office today were we yes oh we were yes of course yes, we were, yes. one of your colleagues was just announced do you people believe in angels <laughs> yes. and we're like well, well i don't know where this is going <laughs>
3: That was near was a bizarre conversation but yes yes the sort of random things you talk about in an office
2: yes there's an angel watching over you yeah. if
3: you have any kind of intuition no it's not
2: no it's not if there's if there are feathers feathers if you see a feather that means angels are nearby Yes, or birds. Oh, birds. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as a bird. Nick <laughs> they're all angels. No one's disguise. ever heard of a bird. <laughs> Robins, angels <laughs> with a sunburn, with mm. angels as your ingredient, your inspiration, mm. your guardian, if it were. What have you come up with?
3: Well, there's one that several people commented upon mm. when it was this was announced. The fallen angel.
2: Oh, okay. And I was like,
3: oh, oh, sounds sounds good. Like, look at that one. we uh-huh. Already done it.
2: We have, have we already We've done already it? We've already done it. We have already done A Fallen Angel.
3: Yes, it was one of our Christmas triple cocktail things.
2: It was. We did. Where
3: no, i can not Not surprised we don't remember it, because we were <laughs> completely wankered. I think we did but like four <laughs> or something on <laughs> so, that day. So unfortunately, we're not having A Fallen Angel. Yeah. It does th- look quite exciting.
2: I think it was disappointing to my mind. I
3: have no recollection whatsoever.
2: I think I re-listened to the Christmas one, because I sometimes go back and have to listen to that, because I go, what the hell did we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> because none of us
3: remember. Hmm. So instead, we're not having that. Okay, we are having yeah an angel's draft. An angel's draft. Yeah, what's that? It's an angel's draft.
0: I'm thinking Why are you it is. A, it like it that? is. It is the
3: the sort of the, when an angel goes behind you and the little hairs on the back of your neck go whoo, <laughs> and you catch a breeze and it's, well, there's wasn't no a breeze, there's no breeze. Oh, I must be an angel. <laughs> Did oh, you ever forget that?
2: Painted the picture yeah, there. absolutely. There's, there's, no, there's no wind here. There's
3: no wind. There's no why, no wind. Oh. why Why is my hair rustling? There's no wind. Oh, it's an angel.
2: It's an angel passing by passing or roughing with your hair. Roughing the hair. Blowing in your ear.
3: Yeah.
2: I love the way you were like, the angel's behind you. Yeah, like, behind that's you. That's terrifying. Yeah,
3: absolutely, with a knife.
2: <laughs> or sexy. Or sexy. <laughs> Ooh, what's that?
3: <laughs> well, it's an angel. Penis in my ear. What's going on? <laughs>
2: That's the angels dropped. Yeah, it's a breeze. Don't worry about
3: <laughs> it. <laughs> Just fanning you with my cock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, um, well, I, I'm not sure about this drink now. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in the kitchen.
3: <laughs> right. okay, okay. No, it was so nice to begin with. It was, no nice. it was lovely and you ruined you it. You were the one who you took it to this place. It. No one
2: asked you to bring penises into this.
3: Can nice. we have one
2: podcast without you bringing a penis into
3: it? Angel was <laughs> floating by, causing a ripple in the air. <laughs> and it was lovely. Could, see, I know, lots of hand movements going There's on. There's lots of harp movements Ooh. you're doing. <laughs> uh, with an angel, playing the harp, playing the harp. <laughs> so yeah, it's very dramatic and very lovely. Okay. And you ruined it with your penis talk
2: i laid out the tools you're the one who picked them up and started carving penises out of the rock well with that in mind i think it is high time for us to float into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm so we'll see you in a minute we'll see you in a bit (laughs) and we're back hello so nick angel's draught it was very pretty it's got a foamy head it's got a green hue to it mm. and there's, there's a sprig there's a sprig a sprig of mint a sprig of mint <laughs> delightful oh I love I mean I hope it's mint it could be a curry leaf yes I'm hoping it
3: isn't it could just be something out of a shrub I've passed on the way home
2: it could be yeah yeah they were like a garnish screw it will do okay minty minty uh, I'm assuming Alright, okay High hopes because last ones I think actually did poison you That might have <laughs> been the possibly. thing That gave yeah. you tonsillitis It was so bad mm. Alright, well Let's dive in Merry
3: Christmas Merry Christmas mm. mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting
3: It's alright
2: what, what is that?
3: <laughs> it's fine It's fine It's perfectly fine Is it exciting? No well, I don't know. I, it, it's perfectly, perfectly fine.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's it's quite pleasant. Yeah, it's not world
3: beating, but it's not it's not disappointing. Oh, not at no. all. No. No. If I got no. you got that in a bar, I would be more than happy to drink that.
2: Yes, you wouldn't fling it in the. I, bar I wouldn't his face. go. No,
3: this. Is, or I would. I wouldn't sit there and go. Yes.
2: No, you would drink it. I'll go.
3: Well, that's a perfectly mm. pleasant cocktail.
2: Yeah, I don't know what we were expecting then mm. for us to go. Oh my god, it's amazing. No, that's no. perfectly pleasant. It's got uh, mint in it. Yes. Fresh mint.
3: Yes. Fr- muddled. No, not not yes yes yes.
2: Oh really? Oh okay.
3: Yeah. All right. Okay. So not, not specifically so, but in the, in the mixing, yes.
2: Now with the foamy head, yes. Uh, either it's very
3: liquid, or an egg white. <laughs> I just not washed up my utensils very well. Oh
2: from... God! <laughs>
3: no, there is an egg white. Oh, some egg white.
2: Mouth feel something white.
3: <laughs> some egg white.
2: Oh, I thought you said something white, and I was <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay. So some yeah, ma- egg white. Mouthfeel. Yeah. And then booze of some kind. Mm. So, how many boozes are in this? Not many. Not many. There's there's a citrus, two. though, isn't there? There is a citrus.
3: There's. Mm. A, there's Lime? I'll give you, yes, there's lime is the citrus.
2: Lime is the citrus, yeah. It's got a limey, hue uh, lime-y tony, tase, tastiness. Yeah. Yes. All right. And then. Then two boozes. Two boozes. I unfortunately know one of the boozes mm. because I had to carry it home. <laughs> is it
3: rum? There is some rum. There's
2: some white rum. There's some white rum. White rum. Okay, so we're in Dakotari. 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 territory. So with the rum yes. and the lime. Rum and the
3: lime, <laughs> and yes.
2: Yeah, but not with an egg white traditionally. We've not got traditional. Mint in there. So, so, but what's the secret other one? So, is it Twiggy?
3: Yes.
2: Is it chartreuse? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. I knew there was something, your mother.
3: But a kn- yellow one.
2: Yes, that's why I'm not bleeding from the eyes.
3: <laughs> a, yellow, a yellow twig. A yellow twig.
2: I knew it. You, th- and it, it's on the bloody tape. Me just going, what is that? There's something there. As soon as I took a taste, I was like, oh, he's put something in this. But it wasn't horrific. If it was a green chartreuse, I'd be stabbing you in my mouth.
3: <laughs> now, There's some yellow chartreuse.
2: Oh, now it's all I can taste. Oh, God. <laughs> Get
3: over it. <laughs> Give but, it here and I'll have it.
2: Well, there you go. I mean, it is perfectly pleasant. I can taste the twig in it. It's fine. What's the point if you can't taste the twig. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take this back. I can taste the ingredients. I want to be completely fooled. But that's why it's kind of like, yeah, it's fine to me. As a chartreuse lover, <laughs> what is your verdict?
3: I like, I'm no, it's perfectly pleasant. Is it, is it well beating? No. Is it a perfectly pleasant cocktail? Yeah, it is there is some agave in there so a bit of sweetness, bit of sweetness. and some grapefruit bitters
2: oh really mm.
3: oh yeah a bit, a bit of grapefruit and there are some mint leaves in there which get shaken up with yeah
2: else. we have said this before that mint in cocktails
3: doesn't really work for
2: us bizarrely
3: i think i think it can do i think it very much depends on what it's with i think mint and rum is classic combination.
2: More mojita.
3: So I don't think you can go wrong with that. But yeah, mint and a lot of other stuff. I'm not a huge fan. Some people put mint with um, whiskies. Really? Yeah, there are a few cocktails that do mint. It's not my cup of tea. Mm. Nor mint with a sort of tequila and mescal and things like that. No, no. It's, it's is, is not. But people, some people absolutely love it. Fair enough.
2: This is fine, but I can taste the twigs with the mint. <laughs> I can taste it. It's not, I'm still going to drink it. I'm not just saying this because now I know it's in it. The second sip and the third sip, I've gone. Oh, it's getting stronger. <laughs> it's getting strong.
3: Ah, get over it.
2: All oh, right, because I'm not going to get another drink. Apparently, no, no. Let's suffer through it. It's your only one. What I'll say about this: this does have quite a bitter after taste. I don't know if you'd agree with it. I think that's quite bitter.
3: Not something I'm getting personally, but then mm. I'm my my general cocktails are preference are generally quite yeah. Something a bit bitter, so perhaps I just am uh, more used to that. Yes, you've been dulled. Yeah, my or taste you, buds you are dulled. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's just my preference of cocktail. So, yeah, um, which a lot, of, a lot of people will get. Oh my god, <laughs> Well, that's so, the thing
2: because it seems to be getting more bitter as I go on with it, whereas the likes of the Negroni get less the more you mm. get drunk. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, an interesting one. Yeah. I definitely think people should try it,
3: and there's nothing too obscure in there. I suppose, suppose yellow chartreuse is not something that everyone's going to have by now. I mean, people st- have tried strager. You swap it out for something oh, strager. Um, that that could work as well. Yeah, so any sort of that sort of twiggy twiggy thing
2: yeah or just a tiny hint of poison just, you know <laughs> just a little bit not full on poison like green shard some, just so, a some little, sort of green little, if you were feeling fancy. just put that in <laughs> <laughs> okay well the angels draft has has graced you with yes, a lovely indeed. blown I have, behind your ear I've been
3: delightfully wafted <laughs>
2: that is the strap line. whispered in your ear me I've just sort of been walloped over the head and left for dead somewhere like
3: oh, there's no saving you but is it that you've been drafted into the army of the angels Jesus you'll be, Christ you'll be dead at the end of this this one's going to kill you and then <laughs>
2: it or it's just a drink for angels a draft
3: well yes many many interpretations
2: <laughs> many many interpretations amongst which is the army of angels
3: <laughs> the, the, that the, you the, were dr-
2: drafted for the, the
3: drink is going to kill us and we are now conscripted <laughs> Into the armies of heaven. <laughs>
2: exactly. No one <laughs> chose to join the armies of heaven. We were forced to. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful place, heaven. Okay. But with all of that in mind,
3: is it time for a story? keep it? that in mind because it very much is a time for a story. Okay. And it's a strange story. Right. This is a story of an odd little group with big ideas who operated in LA in the 1920s. Okay. And so this is a story... Of the divine order of the royal arm of the Great Eleven. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Also known just as the Great Eleven Club, or later down the line, became known as the Blackburn Cult.
2: It's a cult! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Oh, I was. I did wonder for a second if you were going to do Heaven's Gate.
3: Oh well, yes, I mean, that that did cross my mind for this week. Well, um, yeah, I mean, but, uh, I
2: think we're due. Yeah,
3: we're, we're overdue with that one, but now we're doing something slightly different. No,
2: great, you yes. cults always welcome. <clears throat>
3: the rather grandiose divine order of the Royal Arm of the Great Eleven
2: of the Great Eleven. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they just stuck to their numbers, didn't they? So
3: Absolutely. So they've they've got they've got that. So they 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 took it. Its inspiration. The the group took its inspiration from the Book of Revelation. Where all good inspirations come from. The final book of the Bible. Mm. So the book about (laughs) the end of the world. The book of Revelation was written by John of Patmos. Mm. you familiar with John of Patmos, who received prophetic visions about the end of the world and how it was all to come about.
2: That's the extent of my knowledge. All
3: very jolly. Lots of angels, lots of trumpets, lots of serpents, lots of many-headed beasts. Yes. All that sorts of shenanigans. Um, As well as two witnesses who will bear Witness to the end of mankind. Okay. These witnesses are have been thought to be many, many different people or things over the centuries. Perhaps they are prophets of old, thought to be maybe Enoch and Elijah who have yes. come back to sort of see God's final judgment on mankind. Others believe that the two witnesses actually resent two groups of people, two oh, sort of groups of people okay. who will perhaps survive the apocalypse and mm-hmm. then repopulate. The world in whatever is left afterwards, or in perhaps these two witnesses that are entirely symbolic. Some people think they actually represent the pillars of the church, witness watching over the end of times, the oh. type of thing. Or maybe,
2: or maybe, just maybe, just maybe, the
3: two prophetic witnesses uh-huh. of the apocalypse. Are May Blackburn and her daughter Ruth from oh, Iowa?
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth, Ruth, Ruth was there. May,
3: May and Ruth from Iowa. From
2: Iowa, the yes. holiest of all
3: of the states. <laughs> so, yeah, you never know. Oh my
2: god. So yeah,
3: so it's 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 a tight run thing between who the witnesses could be.
2: I d- when you're picturing the witnesses, are you fully picturing some people on a hill while shit is going down, like the the fires are burning and the That's what I'm coming? Thinking, and absolutely. And there's two people just eating an apple. Yeah, just, go watch, watch, you're just
3: watching. Fast one's got a pair of binoculars. Yeah. Taking, someone's taking notes.
2: <laughs> two farmers who were, who were
3: spared for some yeah. reason. Like, oh, got, a right. cam- got a camping chair. <laughs> you would. You us would. tea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like oh, end of the world it is.
3: Oh, end of the world right. it is. Oh, gotta
2: watch. Oh, oh, oh that's Madeline. <laughs> oh no.
3: So yeah, perhaps it is May and Ruth. Maybe it is those two. Yeah, now May and Ruth are two unsuccessful actresses <laughs> who have moved to LA, convinced they're going to make it big. Ooh, they that's... are going to become stars.
2: Ooh, that's got mommy dearest
0: voice.
3: It's, it's not, hasn't it? not going well. It's yes. not going well. Mommy, I want uh, to take my own path. <laughs> no, we're going
2: to LA. Both mm. of us are failing actresses. But I did quite well. Shut up. <laughs> By
3: 1922, Ruth, the daughter, is supporting both of them working as an exotic dancer oh. in the slightly, slightly less salubrious parts of the town. Okay.
2: If it was her choice, then great power to her. But mm, doesn't I think, feel yes, like. Yeah, I
3: don't think <laughs> options were plentiful at the time (laughs) for them but mother may thinks well something has to change this is this is not right at all something (laughs) has to change so she comes up with a plan right in 1924 Mm -hmm. may announced that the angels gabriel and michael had appeared to her and her daughter of course angels have given them visitations they have directed the women to write a book of divine knowledge Okay. That when this book is published, it would give details of the apocalyptic events to come. Mm-hmm. The book was initially was to be called The Seventh Trumpet of Gabriel. This is later changed to The Great Sixth Seal its publishing would coincide with the, the biblical opening of the sixth seal, which would unleash various catastrophes yeah. and disasters across the world. Yeah. So this again relates back to the book of Revelation. Yes, this, In this, one this. of John's visions, he sees the Lord on his throne and he has got this great it's either a book or a scroll and it's sealed with seven yeah. seals. And each time one of these seals is cracked open, something horrendous happens.
2: So it's like the seventh seal is meant to be like, oh shit. The the first four seals
3: release one of the horsemen each. The four Uh horsemen of the apocalypse, that's jolly. When the fifth (laughs) is cracked open, this is when the gates of heaven would release the souls of all the Christian martyrs. All those who have been persecuted for their Christian beliefs over the centuries, over the thousands of years, their souls will be released into this wailing sort of scream that would echo across the world, Mm. terrifying many, many, many people. The Sixth Seal, and this is when May's book is, same time May's book is due to be published, is when the Sixth Seal is cracked open. Good to you. Yeah, this heralds a nuclear war. This is, yeah, war disaster the sky turns dark the moon goes blood red i mean all the fun things yeah. of, an, of an apocalypse really so if i were her maybe look at holding off the publishing for, for a while <laughs> <laughs> really. so she's got quite a lot to live up to really with yeah. the publishing of her great work exactly so this
2: book. is shit's gonna go down with this book yes when this
3: <laughs> book gets published everything goes to shit
2: but then she'll be spared
3: But also considering that before that, the four horsemen have been riding amok everywhere. Apparently so. so. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we do have famine and pestilence. Yeah, so all the fun
3: things. They were having a jolly old time, but she's still Mm -hmm. there riding away. Alongside all these prophecies that she is due to reveal in this book, Mm -hmm. she is also going to unveil what are known as the Lost Measurements. Now, these are (laughs) universal divine measurements that were handed down by God. Some say to Noah when he was building the ark.
2: You've mm-hmm. always wondered how he managed that. Yeah,
3: absolutely. But these are measurements, which are actually more like coordinates, really. They are the locations of huge caches of riches. Mm-hmm. Some being gold and gems and rubies and fancy things. Other means natural resources. So like Ooh. oil and gas and whatever have That are... Scattered around the globe, so oh, this will be revealed as well. These the locations of these these huge caches of natural resources. They announce, they publicise happily to the press that this has happened. They have received this divine knowledge. They they have received these angelic visitations have come to them. <laughs> they are going to publish this book. This yeah. is we're not bullshitting here. This is real. We've got angels in the bedroom. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
2: come to us at night. <laughs> they come
3: to us at night. They tell us these things. We're going to put it in a book. You better take this bloody seriously.
2: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, if you're going to write a book about it, you're going to have to lean into it, aren't you? And,
3: and the, the lean they do, they use their somewhat questionable acting skills, I feel, for <laughs> this. And they they manage to convince a great deal of people mm. that they are on the level. Yeah. They start publishing their beliefs in local newspapers. They take your ads, nice. advertising like what like they're it. doing. They often piggyback off other religious groups' claims. There are a huge variety of religious groups at this time claiming all various bits and pieces. They find groups that are either sort of failing or they've made... Prophecies that haven't come true, Mm. and they think, "Well, that didn't. That that, obviously that was nonsense. (laughs) But what they were saying was that's rubbish. Why are you believing them? I've got the real truth here. (laughs) What I'm saying is God's word. Angel Gabriel came to me, writing a book.
2: (laughs) It's ambulance chasing, really, isn't it? All this, and
3: all the other people going, "Oh yeah, because that was shit." That prophecy over there, that was rubbish. You've got some great ones.
2: <laughs> they're all sitting in a field with buckets on their heads and they're like, come with us, it's much easier. Oh, yeah, actually, it yeah. be great. I
3: mean, the Seventh day Adventists, they have proposed this. Uh, the, the end of the world is nigh. And mm-hmm. on this date, the end of the world is going to end. Mm-hmm. The world is going to come to an end. It didn't come to an end. Oh, the world geez. was still here. And the, yeah, and May and Ruth took that on well. That was a load of bollocks. Well, I I can tell you the truth. I mean, we
2: don't have as many people walking around with signs going the well. The no, end is nigh. This is true. Well, well, maybe we do. Maybe we're just not hearing about them. In yeah. you know? so we're, we're just getting like not served that information. Well,
3: perhaps perhaps we're not looking for it, so it's not yeah. not coming. Into and us. this
2: is in what this is in. The so this t-
3: is this is the sort of mi- early mid twenties.
2: Yeah, because the depression. Yeah, it's starting to kick in. Really, isn't yep, it? Yeah, absolutely. The big crash so is people coming. are looking for something looking to believe, looking for salvation, in. or looking yeah. just to go, oh, it's all going to be wiped up, do over, do over.
3: Exactly. People, people are desperate for salvation, and that's exactly what they're offering. And if these other groups are failing in their promises, then she is more than happy to sort of sweep these people up <laughs> and bring them along with her and say so, yeah, it works. But more and more people think, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm having what you're selling. This makes perfect sense to me. Soon there are reporters at their door. And they are more than happy to give interviews to respectable newspapers and things about what they believe in, her angelic encounters. Mm. May cheerfully describes being willingly chained to her bed for months. I don't think literally chained, but sort of, Chained to her for months, while details of these books are imparted by her angelic visions. Right. So yes, she can't possibly do anything else. She's far too busy with all <laughs> these yeah, all these visions and all this this knowledge that's been given to her. Right. So She's got to write it all down. Write it all down. She couldn't so.
2: possibly go out. She was on the sick.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's uh, her
2: daughter was out shaking her thing like you bring home the things while I take down these notes. I'm taking from down an notes angel. from an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ooh, I mean, she must use that excuse in future.
3: Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: I can't come out. I'm listening to an angel. i me about visions. the visions. <laughs> I've got the visions, people. Yeah, exactly.
3: And I'm doing it in shorthand really quick, really quick.
1: <laughs>
3: One chap who reads about May's revelations and the secrets that she is supposedly to reveal is a guy called Clifford Dabney. Now, Clifford is the nephew of a local oil magnate, um, a guy called Joseph Dabney. And he doesn't hesitate to join the cult. Clifford is in there. He is like, right, I like what you're selling. Mm -hmm. You've got some good ideas here. He offers May and Ruth $40,000 in cash. Yeah. Here are heavy money. Here is the lease of 164 acres of land just outside LA in an area called Simi Valley. All that Clifford wants in return is that when May does share her angelic knowledge her information about the lost measurements, these hidden caches of oil and uh, gas. Uh, 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 now perhaps if he could get a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just just let me know when this stuff is what's going on. Then absolutely then here. Have this cash. It's a business investment for him, really. He's convinced that yeah, okay, she's got the knowledge, she's got the inside scoop. <laughs> and when she tells me where this hidden stuff is, I am gonna be fucking quids in. <laughs> I can make a fortune. Out of all that.
2: Oh, God. I'm picturing him attending the Monday morning meeting with his father, (laughs) who has entrusted his sons and partners. And what investments have you made this week? He's like, right, Dad, you're going to love this. Yeah, you're going to love this. (laughs) We're quids in with the angels. Right, no one give him any more money. Yes, yes. We've talked
3: of this, Clifford. Mm, Yeah. I mean, May is more than happy with the arrangement, (laughs) unsurprisingly. Yes, absolutely. The group relocate out to this past land, Simi Valley. And there they build a commune, yeah. and the headquarters of the Divine Order of the Royal Arm of the Great Eleven.
2: Oh, it never, it never, never bodes well when you're going out to an isolated. <laughs> uh, visit, you know.
3: We we do have to talk about the name. It is suitably grandiose and obscure. It, yeah. Um, it, what, what's the, that about the, the Divine Order of the Royal Arm of the Great Eleven?
2: Divine Order, Royal Arm, Great Eleven. Great Eleven. There's a lot going on. There's, there's a like a lot room after room yes, after There's a
3: lot going on. There absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. this is what people que- at the time people questioned this what's with the name and there was actually an article in the LA Times from 1925 where people said what's what's with the name what's what's (laughs) going on here and this was an interview with May and Ruth and they yeah they responded they they explained exactly where this name came from and why it is so in one of May's angelic visions they had been shown a spot just outside Bakersfield which is just north of LA okay just below the surface in this town they had been shown huge stores there was gold, precious stones, all this stuff buried just beneath the ground. Mm-hmm. They were told that once this book was published, all these riches would be theirs. With the publishing of the book and supposedly the breaking of the Sixth seal, the world's days from that point are numbered. Uh-huh. This is The end is very much nigh at this point. Christ is on his way. It's all soon to be over. But what comes next? What comes after the apocalypse? After the world... Uh-huh. Has been a Apocalypsed. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to rule over this new era of enlightenment, uh-huh. of of wealth and splendor and wonder and Christliness? Who's going to do all mm-hmm. that? The eternal royal family. That's who. Okay. The royal, the new royal family. What? Eleven queens, uh, mm-hmm. of which May and Ruth were two, of course. Of course. Would rule from eleven marble palaces that would be built in Hollywood. <laughs> of course, the angel Gabriel will select eleven men to rule alongside their queens. So eleven queens, two of which being Ruth and Ruth and May. Eleven men to go along. Great football team. And yeah, this group is going to rule the world for the rest of time. So these are the great eleven. Ah. This is the royal. These yeah. So the royal arm of the great eleven is the, are their minions, are their right. disciples. They're, yeah, they're people who are going to take their word into the new world and carry out their their commandments.
2: So the righteous who remain. The righteous the... who
3: remain, who supported them, they are the going to be the royal arm of this great eleven who are now the ruling yeah. elite for the rest of the world.
2: Okay. I mean, I have many questions. <laughs> does that make perfect sense? In Hollywood. Yes. yes. Does she still think there's going to be a film industry? <laughs> because of... All of the texts.
3: Yeah.
2: Hollywood, not so much of a holy site. Well, n- not no. and not,
3: not, and not, now, but, but to soon, come, but soon. But soon. It will be the center. Like Jerusalem yeah. is, was. Soon Hollywood would be the Hollywood new Jerusalem. Be, you yeah. could go
2: abroad and maybe go to. Spread the gene pool out of it and
3: spread it out of it and mix it up a bit, but no. Yeah. No. Hollywood. Hollywood is the place to go.
2: <laughs>
3: Wouldn't it be great
2: if it was like Banger or something like that? <laughs> Ramsgate. <laughs>
3: Marble palaces of Marble Ramsgate. Marble palaces
2: of Ramsgate. As far as the eye can see. Oh, look, want-
3: they've all stabbed each other.
2: <laughs> Do you want chips with them?
3: <laughs> Love it. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> the weather is lovely. The what, Exactly. The weather is delightful. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they're having a grand old time ruling the world from their marble palaces mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now sure. at the commune this quite this has quite hasn't happened yet no no marble palaces just yet that's that's all to come but soon but at the moment they were still at the commune so there may and ruth style themselves as queens and high priestesses lovely they are Love queens it. high priestesses and people are fully on board with this whole thing mm. They absolutely this small community is called harmony hamlet by the press because it's so divine and lovely and everyone has such a jolly time there. Snuggly. Snuggly. Snuggly is exactly the word. (laughs) Snuggly is precisely the word. Everyone's happy. The first thing that they construct on the property is a temple, which features an elaborate gilded throne that is reserved for Christ's return. So when he comes back, he's going to be a bit knackered, He's got a lot of demons to get through and what have you. He's <laughs> he's gonna nice he's, he needs a nice sit down. So there we go. We have a nice gilded throne for the Christ when he when he returns. Members living at the property, they're instructed to, unsurprisingly to hand over all their money, all their possessions, must be handed over to the group. Writing a book for God and spreading the message does not come cheap. These are oh. not cheap activities. Mm. And if you want to be part of the end of the world, you have to pay your way. <laughs> <laughs> You have to pay, and you're if you worried, want to you're survive dev- the end of the world, you've got to pay. <laughs> your
2: holiness, your goodness, all the good that you have done, and also cash.
3: Cash. It's mainly cash. about the cash.
2: Mainly about the cash. Mainly about the cash. <laughs> also, there are riches just in caches. Cash. Caches. Would you say caches or caches? Caches. Caches. Caches all over America. Yeah. And around the world. Around the world. Who Who put them there?
3: Oh no! These These have been left by from by divine beings. They've been there for thousands and thousands of years. And, why, why
2: do divine beings need gold and gems?
3: Because they like burying things. <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: wanted to work out the process. That yeah. was it. They bloody love to bury they treasure. Just, just, angels
3: love burying sure.
2: Were they all terriers? <laughs> With magpies. <laughs> Good. As long as I know. That's Stop questioning that's it. Don't no, question. I, I just needed to, to have the logic laid out and I'm fully on board. Good.
3: I'm right. glad. Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: Those are the group who aren't able to pay their monthly dues. They work at a local tomato factory. Oh, okay. So yeah, so there's there's just just around the corner, tomato factory. the holiest of the holiest, uh, holiest of fruits. Their pay <laughs> goes straight to May and Ruth. Yeah. Okay. yeah doesn't even okay. touch the the worker, straightens the pockets of the cult leaders. But I'm gonna
2: assume
3: in a way we've touched on
2: with other cults before segregated from society, where they're cut off. There's a there's an innocence and a kind of from their perspective, you know. I'm giving my wages, but I live in this harmonious, well, absolutely society. Everything is provided for. I am with like-minded people. It is kind. It is full of love. I have no need for this money. Exactly. They, everything they, they need is yeah.
3: provided for. They've got accommodation. Yeah. They've got food. Yeah. No so.
2: responsibilities. No worries. No stresses. So
3: why why do they need why the money? Not? Fair why enough. Not? They have to earn their keep. Have to pay for their keep somehow.
2: And that's the thing. Is so. So tomatoes. It's. <laughs> But it's so easy. A lot of people are probably Mm. going, "Oh yeah, actually take the responsibility away." That's fine. It's like,
3: "That's how it starts." Absolutely. There are there are many many others also who are perhaps not ready to make the full time commitment to moving into the sort of the compound. Those people they can pay a small membership fee. Mm-hmm. That they can come and listen to the women's sermons, their teachings, their prophesizings of the end of the world, all the incredible knowledge that was being revealed in their angelic correspondences. They can mm-hmm. come hear about all that. If you want to know exactly what incredible knowledge, that's $100, please. That's my kind of money. <laughs> and you, you, need to be, you need to be a slightly higher tier. To get the details, oh, really. Absolutely. You need to be, yes, you need to be yes. So that's that's a bit more cash. You need to on. be platinum level. Platinum level you need a disciple for for that one, absolutely. In the evenings, the robed members they gather for rituals. There seems to be like a natural amphitheatre in this mm. valley that's sort of been created. And there, they're big into the animal sacrifice. Oh, come on now. They are big into the animal sacrifice. Uh, mules, sort of donkeys. They they're, they're into that. Also, there is talk about dogs. Oh, for god dogs god. and yeah, and things so they yeah, they're big into the animal animal what, sacrifice. For what well, we we don't we're not entirely sure. Not entirely sure whether to appease the angels. Well then I mean if you read through some of the biblical stuff, angels they're not fun bastards. No, no, no. Angels well, are terrifying. Angels
2: yeah. are people were terrified uh, and screaming and yeah, you know, exactly. oh my god, they're horrible. So, yeah. I know there's a lot of animal sacrifice in in biblical times. Mm, yeah, but it's just why? It's just why, why? That's why I
3: yeah, say so they, they, do, they do partake in a lot of sort of yeah animal sacrifices. Mules seem to be a particular favorite. There's oh, a lot please. of naked dancing going on, that we can, um, walk which up is with. all good fun. Whatever May and Ruth say, it doesn't matter how crazy it seems, it's all, yeah, just go for it. Why the hell not? It's what the angels have instructed, it is what the angels have given to our dear leaders. It seems a bit weird, but okay. Let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. If we don't get it right, then we don't get the next part of the book.
2: No, And then
3: the great plan has been delayed. And then God will be angry. And it's all your fault.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) Cult mentality. Um, Make people do something that's humiliating. mm. Make them do something that they they can't back away from. And then they're like, okay, you're deeply entrenched. Not only do we give you the good stuff, but also here's all the bad stuff that you're going to do. And if you don't do it, then the Lord... You know, we'll be disappointed, but also look at the shameful things you've done. If you return to in the eyes of normal society, in the commune, it's fine, but you can't really go back. Yeah, absolutely. And then all these people around you
3: going, if you don't do this, oh, everyone else has done this. If you don't do this, then this whole thing fails, and it's your fault. During one of their nighttime gatherings, rituals, it was announced that one of the cult members, a woman, Florence Turner, had been taken poorly. Mm. don't know exactly what we're It doesn't seem anything overly serious Mm. so from some of the descriptions it just seems like a nasty flu or something Mm. she's just been taken yeah a bit poorly probably nothing that a few nights rest couldn't couldn't cure but but no she was going to be cured by angelic instruction okay she they have received instruction from the angels about what is best to do for dear old florence Mm Say so Florence is not overly keen on what this is sounding like, but no, no, no! All this coughing and spluttering is taking away from the harmony of the group. It's very distracting to prayer and be faithful. If you've got someone, yeah, coughing up their lungs in the next row, <laughs> so I think so. <laughs> not none quite. of the that. <laughs> It has been revealed that the best way to cure the ailing woman would be to construct a brick oven, like an outdoor sort of brick-fired oven. Uh, yeah so build a fire in the oven let it come up the temperature let it cool down a bit when I mean, we're not mad people here after all so let it let it cool down a bit florence is then placed inside the oven christ and cured of all her ailments
2: from death yes what it's, she, was she though or no. did she come out in crispy
3: yes the cure is not so successful and florence dies two oh, days later
2: jesus they put
3: her in a kiln. They put her in an oven.
2: They put her in an oven. They put yeah. her in an oven. Yeah. That's uh, oh, that's something where they thought, you know what? I think will help. She put her in a nice, hot, dry ni- area Yeah, nice, nice, dry. That clear out the lungs. Not so much.
3: No, yeah. no, no, no. No, that was a bit too hot. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's not going to be the last death linked okay. to the Great Eleven. One no drink. <gasps> I think we need another drink. <laughs> need another drink after all that. <laughs>
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Nick, we have our drinks. We do. We have the world's largest Negroni. Yes. Because I <laughs> messed up the measurements. Well, I, you said use up the rest of the Campari, and by God, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I have a nice sensible G&T. Marvellous. Now I'll carry on reading words. Okay. But... Yeah, this is not feeling good. This cult, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not going to end well. I sense.
3: Yeah. So, so we say we're having. They, a,
2: they put a woman in an oven. They
3: did put a woman in an oven. It's
2: become a grim fairy tale.
3: Yeah, the Great Eleven. They're having an interesting time. In 1924, ah. a chap called Sam Rizzio joins the group. Mm-hmm. Now he has become slightly besotted with High Priestess Ruth, the daughter. He hangs on her every word, really. Quite, quite obsessed. She persuades Sam's to join up the group, and he does so, and their relationship sort of flourishes. Mm-hmm. And in May of that year, their pair are married. So only five months or so after their first meeting, Sam moves up to Harmony Hamlet, and he soon realises what a devoted following his wife and mother-in-law actually have. I'm sure he was aware that Roof claimed to be a biblical prophet Mm -hmm. but I think he was surprised about how fervent and how perhaps how many followers they actually had maybe when he's there day to day he's there day to I don't think he's been up to the commune before by the sounds of it so he's met her sort of in in LA and things like that where they've still got a home and it's been very nice and very jolly He's actually now living there full time. Yeah, amongst into, yeah. all these these people who think his wife is almost a divine being. A, yeah, is divine, Ooh. indeed. And I think he slightly struggles with that. Being husband of the future ruler of the world probably does have its upsides. Yes, yes.
1: But also, where's my
3: dinner? You're definitely playing second fiddle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ooh, the (laughs) delicate male. In in that, well, exactly. In that relationship. And I'd say that does not sit too well with sam yeah yeah 20s male ego mm. uh, yeah is, is is a delicate thing yeah
2: uh- <laughs> it's nice that you put the 20s in front of that i know I'm trying, to, I'm trying to uh, been trying to to nice. it Try and, was it was a lot worse it was
3: worse then than it is now but still little, yeah, yeah still <laughs> not not ideal
2: but yes i know that you are the divine being and then you are going to lead us to a new dawn of enlightenment and beauty but have you done my socks
3: yes mm. b- b- where's my dinner why is my negroni quite so large
2: (laughs) finishes her sermon he just congratulates her with a firm open palm slap on the ass there you go babe
3: (laughs) yeah i mean i mean depressingly this is exactly what happens he he thinks he's supposed to be the man he's supposed to be the one in charge in this relationship he tries to persuade ruth to leave no come away with me, you don't need any of this nonsense. Come and be a good, <laughs> good wife, a good mother to our the family that they don't, that they're going to have. Be exactly what society expects of you yeah. at this time. <laughs> not. The uh, divine prophetess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so, I know you have the future of mankind in the palm of your hand, but would you like to come and live with me and a sort of two up two yeah, down?
3: Yeah, in a nice little suburban thing, and and, be... and
2: cook me a roast every now and then. Exactly. When yeah. I say every now and then, I mean twice a day. <laughs> How does that sound? How does that baby? sound?
3: <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? Oh yeah. <laughs> now frequently these arguments turn into full bound screaming matches between the pair of them. She no, yeah. she she is not going to give up this life. Why the fuck should she? She's she's got a good thing going here. You knew what you were getting into. Just because now you don't like it, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, we've we've gone very much down that route, and and I don't think it's right. However, there is another side of the story that he's gone. You killed a woman by putting her in an oven, and you're killing donkeys every day. Please, can we leave? Yeah, and I'm going. No, I am a divine right. Maybe he is the voice of so reason.
3: So per- perhaps there is a, there is some balance in there somewhere. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be seen entirely one or the other.
2: Okay, the donkey meat is one thing, but roasting people
3: one of these one of these altercations does turn violent Wee. and Sam strikes Ruth Ugh. he does hit her now this is with enough strength to draw blood oh, and actually of knock shit. her to the ground now this is witnessed by many of the followers of the group okay. and instantly the the members form a wall between their high priestess and Sam Fair. they are there to guard with their lives Sam leaves the room he he walks off. Okay. Sam is never heard seen again. Right, he disappears. Disappears. He disappears. A note is written to Sam's mother that says he is now a high priest, invisible to less spiritual eyes. <gasps> I've <have> killed
2: him. <laughs> where did this story of the wall come from and him walking out is that what they just say later
3: on yeah so that that comes out later on presumably from one of the followers he just defends her passively yeah exactly they say with the witness that yeah this this man has has struck their their leader and instantly they're there shoulder to shoulder creating this wall you will not you will not do anything to harm
2: or did they tear him apart? Uh, yeah, never
3: seen again. Never seen again?
2: Mm-hmm. Never seen again. Doesn't
3: seem like them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, did one or more of them take it upon themselves to, to go, right, no, you've done this. You you mm-hmm. hit the prophetess. How fucking dare you? And uh, take it upon D- themselves divine to retribution. T- divine retribution to do this. Did Ruth command it?
2: <laughs> sick <'em>. uh,
3: Sikkim, <laughs> yeah. We, we, <laughs> who knows <laughs> who, Sam's younger brother, a chap called Frank. Mm. Now he is unsurprisingly suspicious about his brother's disappearance and decides to do a bit of snooping of his own he infiltrates the great L11 he actually persuades May to hire him as a chauffeur mm. now she doesn't know of the relationship that yeah Frank is Sam's brother mm-hmm. he's using a pseudonym at this, this point but now he has sort of like unfettered access into the commune he pre- can pretty much go where he wants to go and quite quickly he discovers all his brother's possessions mm-hmm. packed up in two suitcases in one of the rooms so not if he was just hanging around, his shirts are in the water Whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. Everything no, he owns is, is neatly up. packed away. He confronts May with this and she simply says, well, he'll be returning soon for the rest of his belongings. He's gone okay. off. What more, what more can he do? He threatens to go to the police with his suspicions, what, he's, what he thinks he's found. Mm. But the Rizzio family have had their own run-ins with the police. As well in the past, Sam, the chap who's gone missing, he was in juvenile detention he for forging checks. Mm. Their father was the prime suspect in a triple homicide in, yes. Chico- in Chicago. What? So, so this it's not a family that perhaps the police are going to pay a huge amount of. Attention to or credence to what they yeah. they say because of their mm. reputation. So they're thinking there's no evidence. No, so, there's no
2: evidence of anything. He's disappeared. Well, your family do that. Yeah. So ooh, it's weird. the Rizzio
3: family they sort of back off. Okay. And what happens to Sam is still a mystery. We do not know. <laughs> oh, isn't that creepy? Ooh, ooh. Ruth and May sit down to focus on the book. The angelic visions are coming thick and fast. They're just not enough hours in the day to get everything down on paper. Their followers plead with their queens to let let us help. Okay, we, we can't see the angelic visions ourselves. Absolutely, that's that's for you. Yeah. But uh, dictate things. We can yeah. write it down. Tell at,
2: <laughs> at this stage, I'm getting fecked off with them as yeah. well. Like, there's the same spiel that they're going, no, we need to write this big book. I, I, I'm pissed off now if you've been living there for ages and giving them their salary. It's like, yeah. for God's sake, you know, delegate, delegate, bitch. Yeah,
3: exactly. But no, the pair are... Adamant that it can only come from them, it has to be from their mm, control, hand, control. which does prove to be a bit of a shame because they tend, they turn out to be horror writers. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a couple of people who actually claim to have seen a draft of the Sixth Seal. They're sort of the notes that they had put mm. down. One of them called it the most astounding, bewildering hodgepodge of biblical and mythological nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: or was it the words of God spewed forth Exactly. In tongues? Or was
3: it just... You are just too close-minded to understand the word of God, the word oh, of the angels. Dear. The book is taking longer and longer to complete. But there's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. The angels... Well, they have an extra chapter. <laughs>
1: <They have those laughs> angels. Oh, there's
3: a bit, more, a bit there's, more. There's a bit more coming. A bit more coming. They've been forced to rewrite entire sections as their own understanding of these things has, has grown as they've gone mm. through the process what they thought they understood back in chapter one no, that wasn't that's nonsense it doesn't mean that at all it means something completely different we've got to go and rewrite it all yeah. So have they just, learned
2: nothing from the bible you have a series of books <laughs> an old testament new testament where they went okay that was all bollocks sorry
3: yeah it, t- it takes a long time <laughs> christmas 1924 16 year old cult member wyler rhodes who lives at the commune she is taken desperately ill a mm. tooth has become infected and the infection has spread mm. into yeah into her jaw and the surrounding area. William and Martha, the girl's parents, are desperate to go for help. Mm-hmm. A, find a doctor, a simple course of antibiotics, would cure all yeah. of this. But no, May and Ruth are convinced. And they convince the membership that this is a test. Oh, God. If they prayed hard enough, if they are true in their belief, if they are true in their faith, then Wheeler is going to recover. Oh, god! Wyla does not recover, and on New Year's Day, 1925, she does die. Jeez. While comforting her grieving parents, May assures them that Wyla is going to be resurrected back to life. She is declared a high priestess and named the Tree of Life. She is given name, the same the Tree of Life. The angels have promised. The group's face must have been lacking initially for the girl to have succumbed to her illness. But the angels have said, after 1,260 days, she is going to be resurrected. The long-awaited book will be published at the same time. All going to happen in 1,260 days. Their daughter will be returned to them.
2: How how many years is that? three and a half years. Three and a half
3: years. This is three and a half years to wait. But ever faithful, her parents go along with it. Oh my God. They agree to wait. The only thing now is how to preserve Wheeler for the next three and a half years. For her resurrection. No one wants to be resurrected as a living skeleton. They'd rather not. No, indeed. So we need to preserve her body as best we can uh-huh. in preparation for her second coming, okay. as it were. They place... This is
2: horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. This is just... <laughs> not nice like it's desperation also on the you can hear Completely. it in the part of the leaders of like three we have to fucking make up an arbitrary number to say she's gonna be resurrected to keep you guys on side while we fucking figure this shit out yeah. and your child is dead because you didn't get her some anti
3: fucking bi- antibiotics
2: Get her the help. Okay, right. So how are they going to preserve the body? Yeah. Because God forbid, that, literally, <laughs> that they could bury her and have some closure.
3: Yeah. They place her body in a bathtub filled with ice. Ice, spices, and salt. Spices. They keep her there for 14 months. Christ. There are weekly deliveries of ice okay. to the compound. Okay. And... The girl is she's treated like a saint; she is revered in sort of prayers and ceremonies and such. After these fourteen months. William and Martha, the parents decide to move away from the commune. They still strongly believe in the resurrection of her daughter, yeah. but for whatever reason they want they don't want to do it there. They move four times, each travelling with their daughter's frozen remains before they eventually settle in a house in the Venice neighborhood of l a there the father william installs a metal lined coffin in the floor of the house it mm-hmm. has a trap door so that the the parents can visit and wyler can get out when when, when such time comes again this metal lined coffin is filled with ice and salt and spices in a smaller casket just to the side they bury the sacrifice bodies of seven puppies
2: fuck no okay no sorry that i had such a visceral reaction to the puppies compared to the child because the child is terrible it's terrible i thought you would no none of that no why why
3: the seven puppies said to represent the seven notes of the angel gabriel's trumpet that will sound on whaler's resurrection
2: those puppies got a raw deal
3: yeah yeah
2: what Mm. that's bollocks oh it's bollocks on so many levels
3: so much bollocks so much bollocks as the time approaches for Wyler's return, Mm-mm. there are no great trumpet fanfares oh. are coming. Give it a few days. These things don't, they're not always exact. It's not a science, this resurrection malarkey. Still no resurrection. Not only no resurrection, but also no book. No grand prophecy. None of it's come out. Yeah, no lost measurements no measurements identifying the locations of these hidden caches of treasures and riches. Yeah. Now, this time, no matter what spin May puts on it, people are getting pissed off. Yeah. People are getting really pissed off that yet another promise has, has, been, broken. has been broken, has come yeah. to nothing. Clifford Dabney, the one who initially gave the $40,000, gave the land, he's had enough. Yeah. He's had enough. He completely disavowed all of May's supposed prophecies where were these riches to him this had been an investment he had given this money he had given this land yeah. on the promise that he would get the locations of these treasures
0: yeah his of, father is furious yeah exactly <laughs>
3: and none of this is there clifford and several other members of the group including may's sixth husband who is a member of the group six husband sixth. she's worked through <laughs> Ooh, nice. filed charges of fraud and theft against May and Ruth. Go for it. Claiming that the pair have made off with over $200,000 over the years, which is around about $3 million today Mm. in today's money. This is how much they have stolen, swindled out of people. Now, as this news gets out into the press that they are being charged with these these accusations, of course, the rumour and the gossip mill around the cult starts to grow. The allegations of these unreported deaths Mm. start to come out from old cult members and things like that. Sam Rizzio, who was the one who would vanish off the face of the mm-hmm. earth. Florence Turner, who would end up in an oven. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: and Mr. and Mrs. Rose, you had a daughter once. What happened What happened to your daughter? No,
2: she's fine. She's Yes, yeah, she's
3: absolutely fine. The police uncovered the remains of Wheeler Rose oh. on the floorboards in her parents' house in Venice. Now, it was determined that Wheeler, indeed, had died of natural, well, natural causes. She had died of the infection. So it may well have been neglect. But there was certainly no murder, no foul play, no foul play yeah, in that, in blood that blood blood regard, blood. or anything like that. And what they did to her remains afterwards, though certainly bizarre, was not illegal mm-hmm. for them to dispose of their daughter's remains in the way they felt was best for their mm-hmm. religious practices. Okay. So yes, there may have been a charge of neglect because a, do- mm-hmm. a doctor wasn't summoned, but nothing, no murder, nothing, anything like that. And they are unable to find any viable evidence around the other disappearances either. The police can do nothing about any of this. Hmm. In 1930, Ruth and May are charged with grand theft. That's all they can get them on. Okay. Really. Fair enough, (laughs) fair enough. Uh, The charges against Ruth are dropped. Against the daughter, Huh? It's all the mother's idea. It was all the mother's crazy, crazy, crazy plan. What did Ruth say? What did Ruth say? (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't know what what Ruth said at trial to persuade everyone that she was Oh no, it was mummy who made me do it. this, yes, mummy made me do it. But May, much to her surprise, as she was quite convinced that the angel Gabriel had appeared in court and told her that she was going to be acquitted, (laughs) she was in fact not acquitted. No. And she was sentenced to a minimum of eight years in prison. Lovely for this <laughs> she goes on to appeal her sentence yeah her lawyers claim that stories of sam and wheeler had been improperly admitted into court it, in effect to frighten the jury yeah they had nothing to do with the grand theft charges no yeah on there so you can't, admit, so that you can't admit that and but the, the prosecution had and the the, yeah, the supreme court agreed that that was not acceptable for, to be okay. to be admitted into evidence. The, the court said this is a free country where there is freedom of religious worship and it is not actionable to the court if the defendant made certain representations as to being divine. Yes. Yes. So yes. she is released a year later, 1931. The Great Eleven, it continues to exist for a little bit. Okay. For...
2: I think we could say
3: today. No, no, for a very, very, very short time. But so the publicity and the scandal. Yeah. Anyone who was there quickly has departed. Wants nothing Mm. more to do with the, do with the the stories, and it does fizzle out. May dies in L.A. in 1951. Ruth leaves the era shortly after, and we actually don't know what became of her. Really, she died at some point. Whether she changed her name, just moved away to get away from the whole scandal mm. of what she had been involved in. You know, that is the story of the divine order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God. Which is a bit mad. That is mad. <laughs> that is a great cult story. Told you story. it was mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you warned me beforehand. That's a great cult story though. That's good. There were crimes. The stuff happened. Was yeah. there a murder was there in a murder? their midst? Oh, wow. Just, I never get tired of hearing about cults. Yeah. And it's so sad in so many ways. It's so sad. It's so bizarre. And yeah, we've talked about this so many times. Every single time we we you know, we cover a cult story, we're like, but why? Why why, why would you do this? Why would you why would you believe such nonsense? Because saying it in a really compressed way right now mm. makes it sound like they turned up and they went, We're the divine presence on earth of Gabriel. Okay, fine. His trumpets are coming. Obviously it's not like that. No, it's played indeed. out over years and it's a lot of Coercion and it's a, a lot subtlety, of a yeah. lot of subtlety, a lot of you know love bombing and also really horrible, horrible abusive behaviour. But so many people believed it, mm. and it's just the power of belief, isn't yeah. it? Believing in something.
3: so at sort of the height, there were supposedly around three hundred members. at the groups, sort of, yeah. yeah, groups hump, groups height, which isn't a um, lot. You not know. not a lot, but it's it's certainly sufficient and certainly they didn't all live on the compound, they were people no. who were there who would come in for, for sermons and services and what have you yeah. and then go back to LA and surrounding, <laughs> surrounding cities.
2: Through that story, and again, you're telling me a compressed version, I'd just be fecked off with the two of them. <laughs> like, where's the book? Where's the book? Where's Where the- are the special teachings and where's the big news and where are all these, you know, caches yeah. of, of Yes, where riches? are these lost lost measurements? And I would so. be questioning stuff and go, but yeah. who put them there? And they'd like, the divine angels, Why were they doing with a lot of riches? <laughs> what were they doing with all that stuff? Where did they get it from specifically? <laughs> That's what I'd be asking. Who did they thieve it from? I'd probably believe I'd probably be there ready to believe but I'm just very annoying. I want details. I want details. <laughs> I'm obsessed with details, I like, but I need to know this. I'd still be standing there at the end going, no, I'd be happy to but it doesn't make sense. I don't
3: know. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Do you think they killed anyone? What do you think? I don't um, it's difficult. I think some, something happened with Sam.
2: Yeah. It feels like something did. Some,
3: something happened with Sam, whether that was a sanctioned sort of cult decided right he's got to go. Type thing, or a member took it upon themselves to perhaps get rid of someone who they saw has physically attacked mm. someone who I believe to be divine, yeah. and then took it upon themselves to yeah p- take that out of the picture. Yeah. Who who knows? So I th- I think something very I think Sam probably came to a sticky end.
2: Yeah, I don't know whether it was premeditated <clears throat> in that way, but if he hit his if he's being abusive, you can imagine that if a group of, group of people just attacked him. Yeah, attacked absolutely. Him it, could, and... it could well have been that. Yeah. So
3: the the, the the story came out later that yes, this, this group of people formed a wall around their priestess. Which sort is of a saying, strange
2: way of saying that.
3: So sort of to, to protect her. And that could well have been a story that was put together. No, actually we ripped him to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> but but the group story, sort of the group narrative yeah. was, no, we we stood there and protected. It's born from somewhere, it. isn't it? Um, it's born
2: from somewhere that they yeah. had, they for some reason stuck with this group kind of all protecting mm. her. It's a very strange
3: thing, so yeah, isn't it? So yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, Florence, who ended up in the oven again, it may well be that well she would have died from her illness. Sure, I'm sure it Regardless. probably didn't 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 help being put in a hot oven, being baked.
2: Well, I mean that that's, that smacks of ignorance. It smacks Completely. of ignorance because there are methods in in certain cultures as well where you go, you know, you go into a hot house. You know, it's like absolutely. Or oh whatever. yeah, you know, it's a version of that. But there's other ones where you go into a hot house and you are, you know, with heat and you yeah. sweat the infection yes, out.
3: Exactly. But so what, what? I mean is, was it a malicious? We're going to kill you. Get type, rid of you. Type type of thing, or was it just? we've got this really stupid idea because we, we hear saunas are really good. I've, I think ju- it's the latter. And just don't understand that what we're doing is actually really <laughs> stupid. So I think it's probably more that than a I think so. Machiavellian sort of we want to kill this woman type thing. Yeah, I um, wasn't
2: buying that they, yeah. they'd they intentionally done that. No, I think so I it's don't stupid. think it was it,
3: done as a sacrifice. I think it was done out of stupidity.
2: They do all come across as pretty freaking stupid, yeah. really stupid, that they did not think a lot of this through. They yeah. had some great performance art but they didn't think it through and uh, shit happened yeah. as a result of it. But uh, what a great happens. story of a little cult. Well, what do you think people, what do you think of the story of the divine? <laughs> okay. Which order does it go in? The divine right? No, it's... Oh. What do you think of the Eleven? The Eleven? They're the, the Great Eleven. The Great Eleven. The Great Eleven. This the Divine Order of the Royal oh, Arm, of, arm the of the Great, great Eleven. 11. <laughs> what do you think of this cult? What do you think of this group of people? What do you think happened to the people? Of the deaths that were laid at their door, do you think they were all accidental? Do you think there was something more sinister going on? What do you think of the the divine prophecies as well. Are, are there secret treasures hidden <laughs> around in very accessible places that their location will be revealed at some point? I,
3: I'm intrigued about if this one is a known one in that sort of Moloko. So anyone yeah. who is in around LA, California. We do have a few Out friends. there, yeah. Is this something that you have heard of locally? Because mm. it certainly was completely new to me. Yeah. And when, I re- so when I discovered it, I thought, like, I've never heard of this before. It's, it's mad. But is it something that is common knowledge around your way?
2: Have you seen some marble palaces? Hopping <laughs> up around Hollywood because that's the place to be, apparently. Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings on this. What do you think about cults? Are there more stories of cults that we could be covering? If you're interested in the psychology behind cults, because coincidentally, we have just released <laughs> the Jonestown episode, as we said earlier. We did a special episode on Patreon with our expert witness, A Bond, who's a good friend of ours, but a very, very talented and accomplished psychologist where we talked about the psychology behind cults it was a great episode Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories joined us Ro gave great insight great insight that I still think about every single Mm. time I think of cults you know it really changed the perspective from a lot of ways and we also talked about how we would play out in cults as well each of us Please consider listening to that episode. It is on Patreon, so it's behind the paywall. But if you join for this month and listen to that one, then it's one month. It's absolutely flexible. You can do that. But while you're doing all of this, you know, mix up the Angel's Draft. The Angel's
3: Draft, indeed.
2: Why not indeed? Yeah, I'm trying
3: to think. Is it perhaps Gabriel and his trumpet? Hello, Gabriel <laughs> Yeah, so perhaps it's that as well.
2: Is it, well, I, d- I don't know. I think there's lots of drafts. We've lots covered drafts. a lot We've of drafts. We've a lot of drafts. I love um, that you just when there's a draft in the room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, um, no, it wasn't just a draft in the room. It no, a, oh, no,
2: please, explain it more. That'll make it more plausible, Nick. Shut up. <laughs> it, was fu- it was, it was, you it, liked it, was, it I, I thought it was
3: fine. It was perfectly drinkable, perfectly pleasant. Would I rush out to have another one? No. But if I got one in a bar, would I be upset? No.
2: Yeah, that's a good marker, isn't it? Like, the last one we had before, if we had that in a bar, we'd be sending it You'd there. be
3: going, this is, this is shit. It's too disappointing. It's yeah. d- 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 no. But that would be that, that would be perfectly pleasant to drink.
2: Perfectly pleasant. I wouldn't have a second. If you want to ease your way in yep. into chartreuse, <laughs> you can try that rather than being smacked in the face with it. With yep, the other it's chartreuse nice
3: and concepts. subtle and, yeah. No, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly pleasant. Lime so the hint? recipe will be out on Friday. Mm -hmm. so do give it a go if you can if you don't fancy let us know what you are drinking instead i'm always intrigued about what other cocktails people are drinking
2: (laughs) keep sending us suggestions of more episodes that we can be covering in the future whether they are cult related whether they are modern whether they're way way old and keep sending us suggestions of stories we can cover for episode 200. There's been some really, really good suggestions. A lot of people leaning towards a retrospective Yeah, I'm, chat. I'm liking
3: that idea. I, I hadn't considered that as an option. It's a really course, nice yeah. one. If people are on board with that, a
2: lot of people have suggested mm-hmm. that. So that's what we're leaning towards. We have an opener, though, for season five mm-hmm. that we need to think about too. So whether it's cases, whether it's retrospectives, please tell us what you think and what you would like to hear from us. Because it's not long until it all starts. It's going to... It's come around pretty damn quick. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the poisonous cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Oh.